homily for the Ascension of the Lord Jesus. St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks, May 24th, 2020. There's a story in the second book of Kings about a man named Naaman. He was from Syria and was suffering from leprosy. Hearing that the prophet Elisha was a powerful wonder worker, he traveled to Israel to beg for his help. Elisha told Naaman to wash seven times in the Jordan River and sent him on his way. Naaman was angry. That miserable, muddy little creek? The rivers in Syria are so much better. Naaman's assistants told him, Listen, you were prepared to do something hard if Elisha asked you to. All the more reason for you to do what he says. What do you have to lose? He washed in the Jordan and was instantly healed. Why am I telling you this story? Well, I have to confess, I've been acting a little like Naaman. I was being stubborn by not taking certain safety measures during Mass. I thought I had to boldly sidestep them to serve you well. Well, I've had quite a few conversations about this the past few days. I want to thank those of you who brought your concerns to me so respectfully. As of this weekend, I will sanitize my hands before going to the tabernacle. I will wear a face covering while distributing Holy Communion, and I will wear the face covering while greeting people after Mass is ended. Some of you were upset that I had not been doing these things the past two Sundays, and I apologize. Some of you may think these steps are not necessary, and you may be right. The only thing it costs me to make these changes is my pride. We at St. Mary's are committed to providing a safe environment for everyone who comes to Mass here, and we look forward to everyone coming back when they are comfortable to do so. Jesus was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. The obvious reason why we celebrate the Ascension every year is that we do not regularly see this sort of thing happen. I once heard someone put it this way, Try jumping straight up in the air and see how far you get. Besides that, the list of those who presently dwell in heaven in the complete condition of body and soul united is pretty short. Jesus and Mary. And yet for as spectacular as the ascension of the Lord was to his disciples, it can strike us as a foregone conclusion. After all, death certainly wasn't the end of him. Since Jesus is present to us by means of his body, the church, it made sense that he would eventually enter the eternal glory of heaven with the victory won. What else did we expect would happen? Besides, the night before he died, Jesus told the twelve, It is better for you that I go, because I need to go in order to send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, to you. We sometimes presume that Christ's ascension was something routine, a bookend on his life story. The opinion that the Ascension was a routine event is way off the mark. There is a deeper meaning behind what the Lord Jesus did, one that may escape us. It pertains to the priesthood of Jesus. But before I describe that further, let's review some history and establish the context of the time and place in which Jesus lived. For the people of Israel, offering sacrifice at the temple in Jerusalem 
was an unparalleled act of worship. This was a privileged act, which they could not just do at home or anywhere else for that matter. Those Israelites who were able gathered at the temple for a handful of major feasts each year, recalling God's most wondrous deeds and teachings. In the case of animal sacrifices, this was the basic procedure. Each family would procure the animal for Holocaust and see to its slaughter themselves. After that, a priest serving in the temple would receive the sacrifice, dedicate it to God, collect some of the blood, and bring it to the altar. Although their knowledge of biology was basic, the people knew full well that blood was an essential component of the body and was therefore a symbol of life itself. All other things being equal, without blood, one was dead. I'm mentioning this because what Jesus did in the Paschal Mystery is a direct link to this religious heritage, but at the same time the completion of its meaning. Jesus carried out the twofold role of priest and victim at the same time. On the cross, he was both the one who offered the sacrifice and the one who was offered. Now in terms of the elements of a sacrifice, Christ's crucifixion was only one step, as it was, for example, for the slaughter of the Passover lamb. Offering his sacrifice to the Father was the main component of the act of worship. By being raised from the dead and ascending into heaven, Jesus the high priest thereby completed the ritual of his sacrifice and carried us to the Father in his humanity. After Jesus left their sight, the apostles looked up at the sky with anxiety, as though what they had was lost. Then two angelic messengers told them, Don't just stand there. The Lord Jesus remains present to you and is counting on you to spread the good news of his victory. That message is directed not only to the apostles, but to everyone who faithfully follows Jesus. When we make new the fruits of Christ's sacrifice, he is never far from us. The goal for us is to hitch our wagon to Jesus, so to speak, by our activity in his body, the church, to apply the fruits of Christ's ascension to our lives by placing our hearts on this altar at Mass on the Lord's Day. We might say, wouldn't have been, it have been terrific to be able to listen to Jesus in person and follow in his footsteps. Absolutely it would. But we are not deprived of anything. Jesus ascended into heaven, not to be removed from his people, but, that, but so that he could now be with us everywhere. Amen.